T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 20 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning to you. I'm Scott J. Gal. Time to check in with John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Guys, you on, on the line there? Yes, morning. Sir. All right. Good morning. Let's start with the attack on Paul Pelosi. Obviously, this is very disturbing. And we had an incident earlier this year with the conservative Supreme Court justice. And it's not like this is anything new in this country, but it feels like right now there's just this overwhelming momentum of violence in politics. I don't even know what my question is. I just want to hear your thoughts on where we are right now. Go ahead, Michael. Well, uh, look, um, political violence, unfortunately, has been a part of this country since the day we were formed. Um, We've had presidents assassinated. We've had uh, people targeted. Um, I thought that we had evolved a little bit past that. Um, Unfortunately, this has happened on both sides. You know, Scott, it was only five or six years ago, a man from our area drove to Washington, D.C. and Mm -hmm. shot up the Republicans playing softball. Uh, and now we have this incident with Nancy Pelosi's husband. It was clear this young man was uh, headed to get the speaker. He had been brainwashed by a lot of the nonsense related to January 6th. And I just feel like we are in a place where the language and the rhetoric that we're using um, is setting a tone that almost makes hate be licensed. Uh, and unfortunately, people who are ill... Uh, uh, we'll take advantage of that and and use that as a platform to be able to do what we witnessed earlier this week. It's just despicable. John, your thoughts? Yeah, I think yeah. One of the one of the reasons that January sixth happened is because we got a bunch of nutty people uh, fired up that the election was stolen when it wasn't. There are still people that believe that lie to this day, and some of them are crazy. And what you have here is a case of a crazy guy who did real damage, could have been worse, but did real damage uh, because of his political beliefs. And, you know, that's not that's not helpful for a functioning society. And when when institutions break down and trust in institutions break down, then democracy breaks down. And that is, you know, our vote and our participation is what separates us from much of the rest of the world. And I fear that we're losing that. Well, I feel like social media kind of speeds up the process of people getting to to the mindsets that they get into. But social media isn't going anywhere. So I feel a little helpless trying to find a solution to this. Do you guys have any thoughts? Well, we, we need to we need to identify responsible leaders and support them. They're, they exist. They're out there. They're good people running for public office all the time. And, you know, public participation in elections has gone down, too, Scott. And you, you're seeing a lot of people, you know, Michael says it well, they've checked out. That's not a good way to proceed because when reasonable, responsible people check out of the system, guess who's left? And so uh, I do think we need to be vigilant as a, as a society and we need to pick and identify and select 
good leaders, that'll go a long way. I think that's a great answer, uh, John. Michael? Yeah, I don't know that I can add too much more there. Um, but it, uh, John makes the point that uh, I think is the biggest problem we face in this country, and that is that the extremes are participating in elections. People who are motivated, uh, extra motivated, who uh, have are watching certain news programs or following certain social media programs are are already engaged. And unfortunately, because of the nuttiness that's taking place on both sides, we're seeing people check out of the elections. And as a result, we're going to get people who are extremes. We're not going to get regular people. You know, John said this the other day, and he's exactly right. We used to have the luxury of really not having to worry about our democracy. You could participate if you wanted, or you could, uh, you know, sit on the sidelines and everything would be okay. Um, I think we are passing that point now. Um, and if you're one of those folks who's just kind of fed up with everything, then get involved in the process. Seek out the candidates that you think are more normal, that, that aren't really fringe candidates. Uh, and that would make the biggest difference because unfortunately in November, uh, throughout this country, people are going to be voting on uh, candidates that come from the extreme of the Republican Party and the extreme of the Democratic Party because people didn't participate in the primaries. Well said. My wife has a question for you guys. Um, she was at the store yesterday and she came home and she told me, my goodness, the prices are just going insane I mean, it's obviously been happening for a while, but she couldn't believe what she had to put on the credit card. So the question is, when this election is over, what is each party going to do about inflation? We'll, start well with, I can hop yeah, in first and, and, and talk here. Um, first of all, you know, inflation is not unique to the United States. In fact, it's less here than it is everywhere else in the world. Um, the only way that inflation is going to be uh, brought under control is through fiscal policy. And it's not really something that the federal government has much say in. This is going to be the Federal Reserve and the banks. And that's why you're seeing them raise interest rates. What they're trying to ultimately do, Scott, is force unemployment up. And it sounds counterintuitive, but when unemployment goes up, uh, demand goes down and prices come back to normal. Um, and so both parties can talk a good game about what they're going to do on inflation. But at the end of the day, it's going to be left to the fiscal policy folks at the Fed. And that's what we're witnessing. And uh, their plan is uh, going going as they have expected to this point. You know, I think I think the government needs to stop spending crazily that they've pumped so much money into this economy through spending. And it's been both, you know, the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Uh, all of that money, I mean, you've got states and cities sitting on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that they can't spend. And, uh, you know, that's not helpful. I, I think energy policy in this country needs to, we need to get back to energy self-sufficiency. I think that will help some. Uh, but over the long haul, you know, this is not going to be easily gotten out of uh, in this inflationary cycle that we're in. And as long as there are supply chain issues somebody gets a case of covid over in china and they shut the city down that's causing stress on the supply chain issues i wish we weren't so dependent on china but we are so um you know there's not an easy answer but we can stop doing things that we know are exacerbating the problem and i, and I hope that happens don't have a lot of time left but want to give you a chance to you know, for 30 seconds, share what you're thinking a week before the midterm elections. Any new developments that have caught your eye? 
Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good night for Republicans. And uh, I expect at this point that we will take both the House and the Senate uh, on November the 8th. Michael? Yeah, I think John may be right. It's likely to be a good evening for the Republicans, but it really will come down to turnout. Uh, the reality is, is if more people go to the ballots, that's better for Democrats. Um, and so you're going to see the Democrats focusing over the next couple of uh, days on making sure people get out to vote because polling hasn't been too right in the last decade or so. So uh, <laughs> more people showing up is good for Democrats. Michael Kelly, John Hancock, thanks as always. You bet. Bye, Scott. All right. It is 728 Total Information AM on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.